We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody, and welcome victory! back to the first hashtag victory pod of 2020. Woo! He hashtagged it. I ha- well, that's how it is. It's you know, the branding. It's the branding. Long-time so. listeners know. <laughs> uh, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. This is No Other Pod, and we are recording the first victory pod of the 2021 MLS season because y'all already know Sporting Kansas City beat the New York Red Bulls on the road 2-1. to one. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to look forward to the home opener on Friday that we're going to be at. Maybe we'll see you there. We'll see. But it's a good week. So I'm excited. Yeah, man. Maybe there's storms in the forecast. We won't even worry about that. It's going to be a blast. Snow. <laughs> Who knows? Snow is wild. Dude, I don't even care. A lot of people are so <laughs> shocked to see it. Oh, my gosh. Snow in April. Calm down. This happens. Okay. Yeah. We've all lived here for a bit. We know. <laughs> it was just a couple of years after I moved here where we got like a pretty decent snowstorm in May. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this has happened. Yeah, so we'll rock 70 degrees in late December. It's like, this is great. <laughs> it was, it was totally melted by like two in the afternoon. Exactly. So come to Kansas. We'll keep you on your toes on 420. <laughs> no less. Everyone's at home getting stoned right now. And they're like, what right. is with this weather? <laughs> I just, I wonder if like, you know, Polito, when he landed here after he signed last year, he landed in the midst of a snowstorm. That's and right. I, I just wonder like somebody like him who's from Mexico and they're not used to having yeah. snowstorms like this. If he's like, what the hell, man, it's April. Why are we still dealing with this? He's probably like, take me back. Like this wasn't in my in the fine print uh, right. no one told me about this <laughs> this was but he's this still here, not in my so. contract terms peter right yeah but hey, guess what we're gonna take you to a freezing kansas city chiefs game so that should <laughs> seal the deal <laughs> but uh no man I'm, I'm excited it's a good week we're gonna be at media day on well, we're Wednesday. there right now if we're probably we're there we're probably there right now we're, we're gonna be watching practice in the yes. morning tweet us your questions right now that we should ask people <laughs> we could be in front of Johnny Russell right now. What do we need to do? Do we need to ask him to cut the nipples out of our shirts? Because we'll do it. Well, I'll do it for you guys. There's uh, there's going to be practice from from 10 to 1130 that we're, we're able to watch. And there's going to be a, a, a Q&A session with Peter Vermees. They call it training, Jim. Training. They call it Excuse training. Me. That's all right. I'm an American. so We're a new know. podcast. New podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And uh, there's going to be Q&A with Peter Vermees. I think Jake Reed's going to answer some questions. And then sounds like we're going to have the opportunity to, to interview some of the players. We're going to eat some food. And try the food that you'll probably not be able to try because uh, I, I doubt think. it'll be vegan. But they did say the chef will be available for interviews. The chef, chef will be there for me to interview him as in, can you whip me up a vegan meal right now? <laughs> Who's listening to this right now? Kurt Austin. Sam Co- Sam Covson, get me a vegan meal, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be bringing my vegetable kasha soup that is pre-made and it's cold, so it's not as good. No one likes cold green beans, but it's in there. You know what kasha is? It's like a, it's like a barley, like a, like a cereal I know, type meal. I know kashi, the cereal. Yeah, we're not talking about kashi. Kasha, <laughs> man, it's like a grain. Anyway, your plant-based things. Yeah, just being silly. I'm gonna bring my soup regardless. So if, even if there's a plant-based thing there, I might try it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I, you know, there. I, I've been to Media Day. I think once before, maybe twice. But yeah. I remember trying some of the stuff, and and I know they've had vegetarian options before. Sure. I don't recall if they said it was specifically vegan or not. Not so. a big deal, man. I don't need you to embarrass me. I don't need you to raise your hand and be like. Do you have some vegan options for my fucking friend? <laughs> Excuse me, Peter. Peter. No, why, don't ask why Peter. Are there, why are there no he vegan options? Jake Reed. I know you have lots of things to worry about, including I like where your head's at. Straight to the top. But vegan options. <laughs> Get to the, go to the man at the top, dude. I yeah. like where your head's at. Screw the little peons. I'm going to the top man. Yeah. No, I'm 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 very excited. I think it's it's uh, you know, we're probably there right now, like you said. So it's a little weird. We recorded this on Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, I think we'll it's going to be good. Pictures we'll take some maps. pictures, you know, I, before they've been somewhat particular about if you're allowed to take pictures or, or video at training, cause I don't want well, game plans or whatnot to get out, but I, I think if selfies, I, but whatever, well, we'll do that too. But <laughs> I, I do think if I read in the email correctly, it said that there might be opportunity to, to capture training and i took that as photo or video so if we can if we can tweet out some photos we will we're not gonna be spoiling any game plan or anything so yeah i wouldn't know what i was spoiling like how dare you spoil that runoff on the wing (laughs) from daniel (laughs) but i'm I'm excited especially coming off of a win it's always better to interview the team and the the staff and peter and all them after a victory because i imagine so yeah that, that makes sense yeah they're they're much more talkative in the you know most of my experience interviewing these guys is in, in the post-game press conferences in the locker rooms. And, you know, when, when they, they have a victory and the music's playing and sometimes the drinks are flowing or whatnot, they're, they're much more jovial and in happy moods. Um, I like when, it. when, when it's, it's not a win, understandably, they're a little bit more pissed off. So we'll see, but uh, Fun stuff, man, this will be my first time. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything. I might not even ask a question. I might hey. just be there um, to, you know, help the, help the rest of the media look good. Like I'm gonna, what, what do we wear? You, you said it's got to be like neutral. I mean, it's like, like no gang colors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm going to, I'll probably wear, um, I'm going to look and see how warm it's supposed to be on, on not warm, not, not warm. Then I'll probably have a, 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 you know, a button up jeans and, you know, oh, a jeans, jacket huh? or something like that. Yeah. I, I'm not wearing like khakis or anything. I'm just gonna wear jeans. Yeah. So, but it, you know, kind of yeah, always worries me. You know, when you haven't put jeans on in a while since the pandemic has started, <laughs> and this could go one of two ways. I could be very proud of myself for the maintenance yeah. I've done over the last year, or I could be upset. Right. No, I hear you. I, I've, I've been going back into the office a little bit. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm, there would have been a point during quarantine when if I would have tried to go back into the office and some of my work clothes, I would have 
been in a little bit of an issue, <laughs> but you know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm not back to pre pandemic shape yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer. Jimmy, welcome back to the office. Did you put throw pillows in your bottoms? When uh, did you turn into Augustus <laughs> Bloop? <laughs> stay, stay puff uh, Jimmy Mac over here. What is exactly. this? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm getting better. Nah, but we're all good, man. We're all good. I, I, I'm excited. We're, ta- we're talking a lot about it, but uh, tweet the questions. Tweet, tweet us, us right now. We're there. It'll be great. Maybe we'll, we'll do a quick reaction pod, special pod after it. We'll see. Maybe so, we'll maybe we'll go live on Instagram or something. I don't know. That's a good we'll idea. Live too. on Twitter is that a thing? We uh oh, that's a good idea. Huh? Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces, that's a thing. That's their like new sort of like live podcasting thing. That really, I, I have to check it out. That we're this is how you know we're doing this on the fly. Huh. I'm gonna check that out because if we can do that, but also save the audio file that we could then just upload as a podcast. Also, I might try that out. Oh, we'll okay. see. You have left me in the dark. New I, technology. Uh, Before this, you were just explaining to me the concept of digitally signing documents, and I felt like a seventy-four-year-old man. So I'm redeeming like, myself I a little to bit. Print this out, and then I got to scan it. <laughs> you think the library has scanners? <laughs> so I, you know, I got to redeem myself somehow. Oh my goodness, that is but funny. I don't know. I'm excited, man. So, but let's let's talk about this this game because this yes. was a crazy game. This was and not expected, in my opinion. This, well, I thought we were going to get a draw. I think you, I don't yeah. remember what, if you were, you know. Well, I was I, optimistic, but we didn't know what the lineup was going to be, bro. We didn't know Russell and Polito would be on the bench. So you see the starting lineup, you're kind of like, oh boy, what's happening? Right. I, I think, you know, Polito surprised me a little bit less because they, they said he's he's available for selection, probably not 90 minutes fit. So mm-hmm. that was less surprising. There were rumors about Johnny, but you didn't really know how fit he was. But uh, also, third-string goalkeepers in there, or, or fourth yeah, we string, also want to tie it. We we knew that you know three keepers were injured, so we had nineteen-year-old, thirty-seven-year-old looking John Polskamp in in net. Uh, and we but didn't really know. You're just jealous of his facial hair, man. <laughs> I was talking to a friend, and I was like, John Polskamp, man, he's the future. Nineteen years old, and they were like, he, timeout. He's not nineteen years old, and I was like. Okay, fine. He just turned 20, but they're like, I thought he was at least 29. I was like, no. True. He was 19 when he played that game. But yeah, no, he's uh he he, he we'll we'll talk about his performance, but you know, your boy, Daniel Shallowy, starting on the left wing. There he is. Gianluca Buzio playing the false nine, Kyrie on the right. Then you had an interesting midfield trio of Roger Espinoza, Gadi Kinda, and Remy Walter starting at holding mid because Ilya apparently had back spasms late in the week and did not make the trip. And then mm. Luis Martins, Andrea Fontes, EC, and Jalen Lindsay at the back in front of Pulse Camp. So you saw the lineup, and this isn't, you know, the Red Bulls of old. This isn't Bradley Wright Phillips. There's no cuckoo trying to blast balls into people's faces. There, there's no you know, um, Sasha Kleschen, there's no Jesse Marsh anymore, but the Red Bulls are, are still a brand. And so whenever you got to go on the road to play a team like the Red Bulls in a place like Red Bull Arena, it's potentially challenging. So what were your initial thoughts when you saw this lineup come out and you're like, this is, this is an, you know, this isn't the first choice 11. Sure. Yeah. But you're, you're also like, okay, it is the first game. So, like, it really didn't matter who's on the field for anybody because, like you said, we don't really recognize this Red Bulls team all the way from the coach to its last player. You know what I mean? We don't know these people at all. Uh, 
but then you got a lot of new faces on sporting. It's like, who the hell are these people? A couple of old faces. Hey, Daniel, way to get back in that lineup, man. Maybe mm-hmm. you should come on no other pod more often. We'll get you that <laughs> starting spot, baby. And then, uh, you know, I was a little nervous about it, though. I was like, okay, it's an away game to start the season. A draw is a success, in my opinion. But uh, I was not prepared for what was to come, man. One, snooze of a first half, right? But Oh, my gosh. Like, it was... you, I, dude, if you watch the highlights to the game, the first half highlights was five seconds. Well, it's it like was the nothing. kickoff. And then yeah. they cut to the second half. Yeah, and, it was insane. You know, the, the only really – the only event of note that happened in the first half was what, like the eighth or ninth minute EC got a yellow card that I thought was a pretty harsh yellow. Bro. When did, when did Saviga start throwing cards out? Like he used to let people freaking fight club out there. He would just <laughs> sit back and be like, let him figure it out. Let him yeah. figure it out. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. You let right. me know. But I was just so shocked how he was calling fouls. I'm like, damn, maybe he got lectured or something for not calling enough. Well, the, 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 I think the thing that, you know, breaking news, people have a problem with pro referees. But the yeah. thing that has always bugged me about them is the best way I can describe it is they're consistently inconsistent. And that happened <laughs> again with Sabiga in this game. Ninth minute, EC gets the the, the yellow card, which – some people argue he had the right to the space. It shouldn't have been a foul whatsoever. He did go out of his way a little bit to, to, to block off the Red Bulls player, you know, create some contact. I'm even, I'm even okay with calling a foul there. But the that was what? His first foul of the game? His first foul in the league? It's not like this dude's coming in here with a reputation of just going in studs up and you got to make sure you calm him down. He, he brushed him off. Okay, call the foul. But to immediately give a yellow card in the ninth minute to a center back who you're like, okay, now we're on the road. Our center back's already got a yellow that he's going to have to play a little bit more cautiously for the next 81 minutes. I just was like, come on, man. And there were times where Daniel was getting beat the hell up and no fouls called whatsoever. I just was yeah. like, I, I don't know, man. You got you to gotta let him play a little bit. Weird game from Sabiga for sure, but uh... – you know, just right off the bat, throwing a yellow card. It's like, damn, now our, you know, one of our big center backs has to play it cautious for 82 minutes. Yeah. And that's crazy. And I don't know if that's what threw off sporting. I don't know if you thought this, but, but I certainly thought at least I'm curious to get your thoughts. The first 25 or 30 minutes sporting looked shaky. We were not dominant. And we were the first 20 minutes or so of the game. I remember looking at the stats and Red Bulls were winning possession like 70-30. And they just they kept pressing us and forcing mistakes deep in our own half. The defense never looked comfortable for the first 20, 30 minutes. Uh it, you know, thankfully they got to the half and they held strong, but and it, it took about 30 minutes for Sporting KC to finally get any sort of meaningful possession. Yeah. So I was very a little worried. True. But the halftime stats were uh very equal. It told everything from the score to possession to mm-hmm you know, completed passes, everyone was, it was pretty equally matched. So they kind of settled that. And, and this is something that I like seeing out of the team and not only in the very first game of the year on the road, but just in general is like, okay, you had those shaky 30 minutes, you settled yourself down, you sort of won the possession battle back again. So at least get it 50, 50, you had some meaningful possession. You had some shots. It wasn't the most eventful first half, but you weathered the storm. Now, can you come out in the second half and sort of hit reset? And, and that was really the question. Um, well, Red Bulls did. <laughs> well, 
Well, isn't it, you know, this is the thing we've been saying throughout the preseason. We said it last year too. I don't know what it is, but, you know, sporting KC, you know, off set pieces at times. And this wasn't really a set piece, I guess, but it, it kind of was like from that corner, it kind of had that set piece kind of feel. Something gets lost when like somebody sends in a header and, and Sporting KC loses track of where people are. Cause, cause that's what happened is the Red Bull sent in what was basically a corner kick. There weren't that many people in the box for the Red Bulls. There was like five Sporting KC players to three Red Bulls players, but the ball bounces off of, uh, was it EC's head? Um, I think it was. And it falls right to the teenager, Caden Clark, who props to him, world-class volley right into the top corner. Nothing Pulse Camp can do. And it's 1-0. Yeah, nice, nice goal. Uh, I believe Andrew Weeby on uh, Extra Time Radio compared it to a, a Zlatan strike, and everyone else on the podcast really shut Andrew down. They were like, <laughs> "No, no, it was not even anything to get excited about." And I'm like, "Dude, I thought it was a pretty good shot. I don't know." I think, well, yeah, there there are degrees between it's a Zlatan goal and nothing to get excited about. It's you know, this was this was a good goal. This this yeah. takes some talent. To, from I mean, nothing angle. on Pulse Camp. It's not like he was out of position or anything. That was just hit really well. No, the only player who I think could have done better, really. Okay, so EC, he couldn't get there. The header bounces off of him. Not a ton he can do. But Gaddy Kinda was caught flat-footed. He was he, the one who should have been gar- guarding Caden Clark. and he Should he have was, had him marked, yeah. He was late. But Caden Clark, I mean, right foot up in the air, off the volley into the top right corner. There's a reason that he's linked to Red Bull Leipzig because yeah. he's going to be, you know, one of the next big things. It'll be a big deal. Yeah. So one zero at this point, you're like, well, shoot, we just, at least I was, I don't know what, what you're thinking. Just get one back and get out of here with a draw. Yeah. The, the optimism of it was like, that happened so early in the second half that it's like, okay, a lot of time left, you know, go at them, go yeah. get them. And not much time passed until we did, you know? Well, and even before the penalty and the penalty kick and whatnot, Sporting KC, you know, they responded well. There were a couple times where Gianluca Buzio at that false nine position had a couple of opportunities in the box. You know, he had a little give and go with, uh, with Gadi Kinda that he had a left-footed shot. Um, you know, the Red Bulls player made a, a good save in the 57th minute. He had the one play right before this where, do you remember? He like took just like an extra touch in the box or whatnot. Couldn't quite get the ball under himself. He he should have been able to get a shot off from within the box in like the 56th minute or something like that. And Busio, is that what you're it. talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It so, was hit low and hard, right? And it was uh, it was trouble. Yeah. he. I mean, the, his, his shot he got off, he, he, he forced the keeper to make a save. Yeah. So... That's all you can really ask for, I guess, there. But then 58th minute uh, in the box, Andrew Gutman, um, he doesn't really know a thing about it, but his hand is out away from the body. Jalen tries to to kick a cross in, and it goes right off his hand. Handball. Got to hand it to Jalen, I tell you that. That was a, a good little run of play there and uh, good service coming into the box. So Yeah. No, I mean you knew it, man. And I was wondering who's going to take this penalty kick. Well, that's that's a good question. But you actually make a good point. Uh, the reason that 
this penalty kick even happened is because Jalen found spot, uh, found, found space in the box. He kind of cut in. Kyrie gave him the ball. Jalen had a first touch around Gutman that was pretty good. And then Gutman's hand is way out off his body to the right side. Jalen's cross goes in handball. Okay, so now who's uh, who's taking the penalty kick? Why do people complain about handballs? Like, I get it if you're not for sure if it was, but like he had to have known that it was, right? That was that was the definition of clear and obvious. He he immediately kind of was like, ah, like he oh, kind of okay. knew. Some of his teammates, I think, were kind of like, I think, I don't know, by contract, soccer players are required to go argue with refs after a call goes against their team. Yeah, you got to do it. It's like it's in your contract for sure. Yeah. So, you know, they, they went over and they didn't even bother, you know, taking a look at this with, you know, video review or, or maybe they review it technically. I don't know, but they certainly didn't signal down to take a look at it because it's very obvious. Well, who'd you think was going to step up and take this bad boy? Man, I, you know, I had, I didn't really think about it because I didn't really have time to think about it until Gaddy Keena stepped up. But, you know, after, we thought about it it's like okay well it's gonna be Polito if he's in the lineup and if he's not there it's gonna be John okay so they're both out of it Ilya's done it before but he's not there right now Roger typically uh, we, doesn't do it we've known we've seen Walter take him before uh in his, in his highlight, little package. highlight package and that would have been a bold move first game in the league first game with the club step up on the road hey give me this give me the penalty kit you know take some balls but maybe he could have done it Daniel or Kyrie, maybe Buzio, maybe, but you know, did you? I, I didn't expect Kinda to step up. I guess I don't know. I was surprised and somewhat nervous. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know why I sound like I'm asking you. Like, was I? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would. I guess I would have been. I wasn't. I wouldn't have been any more surprised that it's Gotti Kinda as if it would have been Daniel Shallowy or Dean Buzio or Kyrie Shelton. Like all yeah. of them feel like they're all about on that same level. Yeah, I it you're right. No matter who would have stepped up to take it, I would have been like, oh geez, like it wouldn't have mattered. Right. Now, where the questions would have come in is if whoever stepped up to take it couldn't have converted it. Which and almost happened. It was not a great penalty kick. Bro, it was a close, like it almost got saved. No, no doubt. The Red Bulls keeper guessed the right way. He got a couple of fingers on it. Did he? Yeah. Oh my god. And Kinda, you know, he hit it strong, which is why it went in. But he also hit it like basically at the exact spot a keeper wants it in. If you're diving to try to save it, yeah. Tim Melia saves that penalty kick, hundred percent. So yeah, no doubt. But soccer is a game of luck sometimes. Soccer is a game of luck, and when you get calls like that, man, you just you got to accept it because there, no doubt, will be one of those that goes against us later on this year yeah you know Gutman didn't really know a thing about the handball Gotti Keene got a little bit lucky with the uh with the penalty kick but hey scoreboard doesn't show luck it just shows one one shows one one and you know what doesn't show luck is what happened next just what a minute later literally a minute of game time later um this this was a this was a good I really really liked what happened here yeah. um Remy Walter I believe was the one who had the outlet pass out to Jalen way on the right side that really started off this attack. And Jalen, all sorts of space in front of him, pushes up, pushes up, pushes up, perfectly weighted pass to Kyrie running down the right wing. Kyrie, first touch, just, man, this cross in, in front of goal, 
was a delicious cross from Kyrie. Daniel perfectly times his run. The ball's bending just away from from, uh, the Red Bulls goalkeeper. He can't get there, but it's just behind the back line. All Daniel's got to do is tap it in. This is the type of goal that, you know, 2019-2020 Daniel – Maybe he ends up just missing it and it goes past him or he trips and he just, and he falls, but he put it away. No question about it. Daniel Shallow, he's got his first goal of the 2021 MLS season. No other pot alumni. (laughs) Bro, years before, like people don't get there. People don't, you know, that cross happens and no one's there. Like no one made that run, but that just shows the hunger Mm-hmm. that shallow he has when we spoke to him last week you could sense there is a hunger this year yeah. he knows that spot is open for the taking he he's heard rumors that they're trying to sign someone and maybe fill that spot mm-hmm. i think he doesn't want anyone to have that spot but yeah. him so i i'm excited for him man you saw it in his face he was excited he was dancing his buddies were jumping on him Jalen Lindsay was piggybacking mm-hmm. it's awesome well, and uh, they asked Peter after the game, you know, about Daniel Shallow and getting confidence and momentum heading into the season. And he sort of said what, what Daniel said here, you know, he's been doing well in the preseason. It doesn't surprise me. He came in great mentality. He's fit. He's worked on both sides of the ball and his movement off the ball was tremendous. I thought he caused a lot of problems for the right back because he was just getting in behind him and putting him under pressure. There's no doubt in my mind that Daniel has all those aspects that go with the game. And I'm very happy he got the goal tonight. So high praise from Peter. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens now Friday against Orlando. What does that left right. wing spot look like? Is Johnny back in the lineup? So now Kyrie's at left wing or does he stick with Daniel again? Now they are coming off semi short rest. You know, they played on Saturday. Now they got to play on Friday. That's not a huge deal. They'd like to have a full seven days. I know that. Yeah. But uh I'll be interested to see, man. You would hope Polito's maybe back in there. Maybe he's not. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to guess if he was only 15 minutes fit for this game, I don't think five days, six days later, he's coming in to start a match. Homie's making a lot of money to be sitting on the bench all these times, you know? And I I get that. You're trying to protect your star player. Yeah. But, like, this sucks. Well, I think – I just think, you know, getting three points on the road to start the game – give Sporting KC a little bit more leeway than if they would have dropped these points. Uh, you know, if, if Johnny's a little bit more fit, then maybe we see Johnny on the right side and, and Kyrie up top. Who knows? Uh, maybe we see Daniel – or not Daniel. Um, Gianluca Buzio back out there at the false nine again. We'll see. So, you know, it's – it'll be interesting. Daniel obviously was very happy. He said, you can only imagine I'm buzzing. This is amazing. Obviously, I would prefer a team's win – but I needed that goal a lot. It means a lot to me, and I'm very happy for it. So hopefully this is how the season is going to progress. I mean, you can just tell that he – I mean, confidence is what was getting to him the last couple of years. Yeah, 100%. He's, uh, he's definitely gaining some confidence, no doubt. Yeah. And I, I feel bad uh, because I think we did a good job in how we asked him the questions. I just didn't want to dwell on, like – Oh, your last two years weren't very good, or whatnot. But yeah, how you don't want to say that to somebody like he's aware, right? And and but he even got asked again, like you know, how the past two years affected him mentally, and um, you know how it feels to have the support of Peter and the coaching staff, which are kind of similar to things we asked him already on the sure. podcast, just you know the week. Who prior. did that? Sean Goodwin. <laughs> 
so I don't know. Um, what'd you think of Pulse Camp? That was his MLS debut. Uh, you know, it was, he was confident, uh, probably nervous, but of course the answer at the end of a game when someone's like, did you have any nerves? Like, come on. You're not going to say you had nerves. You're going to be like, nah, man, I was a stone cold killer. Did you see? Right. Me? Right. Uh, felt like he commanded the the team, you know, and come on, dude, he's trained by, he's mentored, if you will, by Tim Melia. Right. Like, is there ever a doubt that he wouldn't be confident? I mean, Tim's probably texting him things all day leading up to the match. It's probably true. I mean, he, he mentioned that, you know, uh, Tim's helped me every day leading up to this point and really since yeah. I've been at the club. And so it's, you know, if I could get Tim Melia to text me throughout the day, like, hey, man, you're doing a really good job at work, but you should really pick it up. Bro, I'm on it. Like, that's pick, big up time. Your, pick up your performance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's it just was interesting. I, I only really remember, I think, one mistake from him that was bad. And that's when he, like, kind of got the ball uh, under his feet and was that put under was, pressure yeah, a little bit. A little whiff there. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, getting the – he said there were no nerves but uh those that proved otherwise all right with like the tapes we went to the tape john and yeah. uh you were lying <laughs> well and then there was another time where he was looked a little indecisive about do i need to come out do i not and it kind of you know it didn't lead to a goal or anything necessarily but one time he did come way out though and there was the, this like he, he looked like a full-on sweeper keeper hey he came way out. even tim Melia's debut he did a weird thing where he came out and and headed the ball away because he was out of the box mm -hmm. goalkeepers do not head the ball <laughs> so he, things yeah. happen pulse camp came way out and got there just in time and it was good but yeah you mistime that and it's a it's a potential red card for dog so or mm -hmm. you're gonna it totally with i yelled i got excited <laughs> so i mean i thought pulse camp did well um the other player that you know we've we've gotten a number of, of questions about was Andre Fontes. Hmm. It was his first uh, you know start in, in a little bit. He started sometimes last our year. Love. What? Yeah. What? What did you think uh, of his performance in the game? I mean, is he the fastest center back in the world? Oh my god! Not, <laughs> neither am I. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and judge a man on his speed. But did he have a good game? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he did. I thought he and EC figured each other out pretty quick. Considering I saw that, you tweeting about him in slow motion. <laughs> well, okay. And to be fair to Fontes, it's not just him. The The Red Bulls player who I'm blanking on who it was that he was running right alongside. I was, I was like, did my, did my TV break? Am I, am I in slow motion right now? Because I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I buffering? Damn it. He was, you know, Fontes was step for step with him. And it was the weirdest thing because yeah. someone was, I think it was uh, Bob, our, our listener from Nebraska. I think he said it was like watching two refrigerators run down a field. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I love Nebraska, Bob. <laughs> so uh, that's what I call him. <laughs> uh, shout out to Bob and Weave, our longtime listener. Um, but I don't know. It just, he looked good. Remy Walter looked good in his debut. EC overall looked good in his debut. Considering that, you had Walter playing the holding midfield, EC making his debut alongside Walter making his debut, Fontes, who's been inconsistent at best, and then Pulse Camp making his MLS debut. And that's like the triangle of that central defense there. All in all, not bad. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. I uh and that's just you say not bad, and that's that's just the first game, dude. 
Right. Like that's the jitters, you know, getting it out. Like, Hey, we've done the preseason. We've done the conditioning, the work, the beep test, the, the passing drills, like let's go. Yeah. And now they're coming home to a very early Friday night game, you know, six 30 mm -hmm. kick mm -hmm. and uh, a team they'll only see once this year. So they got to be fired up, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely talk about that game here in a second. I did just want to give a shout out to Daniel Shallowy. He made the bench for the MLS team of the week. That's right. So shout out to him. Uh, well, highway robbery is what that is, but whatever. Bench, <laughs> who gives a shit? Well, MLS, is, lists. MLS is too busy saying that Chicharito is scoring Galazzo's on tap-ins. Everyone's pumped about Chicharito and and not Nani and his weird haircut. Like, it's, come <laughs> on. We're not, it's not a real thing, man. This, this team of the week. Daniel Shallowy, man, you made team of the week, bro. No other pod team of the week. We're putting it out. We're official. We've decided Daniel Shalloway team of the week. All 11 positions, bro. We got you. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's going to, it's going to be interesting uh, because, you know, we we're coming up to a game against Orlando city and, you know, they have their new designated player striker, Alexander Pato, who is hurt now. I don't think he's going to play. Cool. So, that's, I mean, oh, sad. <laughs> it's, but I mean, it's you know, he he. They say surgery is not required, but he he's got a little bit of a history of of injuries. Um, they said it's a, a lower body injury. Um, there's no official timetable, but I mean, if surgery was even a consideration, even if they're saying it's not required, I doubt you're getting back in the game six days later. Even if the, even if they say there's no timetable. Like, I don't think you're coming in the game six days later. No. You got to so. give us a timetable. I don't know, man. That's a that's a big deal. You know, hopefully we don't have to deal with some, you know, some fast attacker like that. Um, they don't have Daryl DK right now because he's still over tearing up the uh, championship. Yep, that's true. That's true. So, um, you know, Europe and whatever they're doing with the Super League or whatever. I don't even. It's basically dead now. On. I mean, yeah, well, I don't understand that really. Uh, hey, let's do this. <laughs> no, I don't want to do it anymore. Like yeah. that lasted a day. Well, I mean, <laughs> I always assumed it was just a negotiation tactic to mm -hmm. get more money out of UEFA and the revamped Champions League. But I thought in order to do that, you had to stick around long enough to get more money. Like you yeah. can't come out for a day and be like, hey, we're doing this. And we're all putting out statements about how great this is. You had to know people were going to hate you. You had to know that people weren't going to like this. What I think maybe they underestimated was their own players and coaches undercutting the decision of the club ownership to join this. I mean, you have people like Jordan Henderson, the captain of Liverpool. Uh, he's out there being like, I don't like this. I don't want it. He's calling a, a, a meeting of all the Premier League captains to talk about what they're going to do about it. Um, my favorite was Pep Guardiola. So I just caught a fly there. I don't know if you saw what happened there on the zoom. You actually caught it? I did. Yeah. It's dead now. So you killed it with your hands? I did. Oh my God. <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger over here. Um my favorite was Pep Guardiola talking about how this isn't this isn't what football's about. And we need, you know, free and fair football. And I'm like, do you know what team you coach? Manchester yeah. City? It's weird. And then all these, you know, lower clubs like Everton or somebody is just like, well, what are we gonna do? right <laughs> what come on we're, we've won some games this year <laughs> I, I liked everton and i'm an everton fan but I, you know they came out with a really strong statement about we do not support this and football is about community and blah 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 and i'm like y'all know if you were invited to the table you gladly would have accepted 
Yep. I'm just, I didn't want to go to your party anyways. Right. <laughs> I'm going to have my own party. Right. And you're not invited. Right. So, but <laughs> it's I called think... relegation. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that made it so interesting was, and we'll get back to finishing talking about the Orlando game here in a second. Uh, yeah, but whatever. These clubs somehow made UEFA and FIFA the good guys in a story. Yeah, that was strange. Like suddenly everybody's like, yeah, FIFA, we're backing FIFA and we're backing UEFA. And yes, kick them out of the Champions League and dock them 30 points in the Premier League and bar the players from playing from national teams. And I'm like, my God, like this is, it was like the world's dumbest game of chicken. It felt really weird. Yeah. So, and as of now, I looked, when I last looked, all Premier League teams except Chelsea had said, okay, never mind, we're withdrawing. And Chelsea's the only one that showed up at the party and was like, it's it's off? It got canceled? (laughs) Chelsea. I don't know why. I just have this image of like, you've seen the Goonies, obviously, right? Yeah. Chelsea coming and being like, hey, you guys. Except (laughs) when he's flying in, nobody's there. No one's there. (laughs) Oh, my God. But I don't know. Anyway, Super League. Rest Chelsea's teams. like, we're still going to do it. Right. We're going to do we're it. We're still it's, doing it. It's going to be us and uh, I don't know, who's left. I don't even know who's left. We're going to scrimmage our reserves. Because I think <laughs> last I saw Barcelona, like they were getting ready to pull out. It's going to be like Chelsea and Juventus just playing each other every week. I'm not even so. into that, man. How weird. Well, but that's the other thing. The reason that it's exciting when Manchester United or Liverpool or you know, Bayern Munich wasn't a part of this. They said, screw you. But Bayern Munich, when one of these big teams plays a Barcelona or a Real Madrid or a Juventus or whatnot, is because you don't get it every week. That's why it's special. Yeah. That's why it's exciting. That's why people pay when the freaking preseason games come to America because you're like, I know it's going to be reserves, but I get to see Bayern Munich take on AC Milan. And that's, you just get to see the jerseys on the field. But if you do that every week, it's not special. So true. Good point. Anyway, um, but getting back to, uh, to to this game, Orlando drew with Atlanta. Atlanta is not the Atlanta of old. So now Orlando is coming to Kansas City to play home opener for Sporting KC. No Alexander Pato, no Daryl DK. Dom Dwyer is not there anymore. He's doing whatever he's doing with Toronto slash Tampa Bay, whatever they are. So. Yeah. How are you feeling about this game? Uh, you know, it's exciting, right? I mean, it's a excited to be back home, dude. I feel like it's a it's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. I agree. Orlando's had a pretty decent record against SKC in in recent history. They've they've won a couple of the last few matches. Uh, you know, they're I think according to NLSsoccer.com, like the series win loss record since they've joined MLS is Orlando's beaten us three times. We've only beaten them two and we've drawn once. So we'll see, but this will be a big huh. three points for SKC. If we can get them. It's to be a big one, man. Six points from Eastern conference teams. I'm excited about that. And uh, about that fact, you know, that yeah. possibility. So uh, yeah. Interested to see if Johnny's back out there. Maybe Polito gets a little more time, Um but more, more interested to see what happens at the le- that left wing spot. You know, keep an eye on that for sure around 530 mm-hmm. when the lineups are out. Interested to see what happens there. Interested to see if Ilya can come back from the back spasms. Maybe he's on the bench and Remy Walter still starts in the midfield. Yeah, we'll I mean, see. I didn't hate that at all, dude. That guy seemed like he was everywhere. He had a real good game. 
I was excited. I, it was like, if I was like, who's that? Oh, it's Remy Walter. Who, who was that guy? Oh, Remy Walter did it again. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so we got a message from one of our listeners, Drake Ewing and MLSsoccer.com. They redid their website and they got all sorts of crazy stuff on there now, but they have their passing network map on there. And uh, Drake pointed this out and, and shout out to him where he was like, Remy Walter seems like he's much farther up the field than Ilya kind of sat. Ilya tends to sit a little bit farther back, just right in front of that back line. Sometimes he'll push up, but based on the passing network and whatnot, like Remy was sitting basically up with Buzio, just like at yeah. the midfield line or just, just past it. Mm-hmm. So, but he was athletic enough to recover back. That's True. the thing that seemed a little different between him and Ilya to me is Remy when he was far up, he could track back and cut off the passing lanes that Ilya sometimes has trouble doing. Yeah. He felt like he had some confidence, man, a little swagger. And, and that in turn gives me confidence. You know, I was excited about that. Yeah. So I'm going to go out and say sporting case. He gets a dub on Friday, three more points. Yeah. I I'll say that too, man. Let's get uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe a number two shallowy goal. You know, it's, you never know. I'm going to say two zero sporting Casey. So two zero, man, why? Since when do we make score predictions around here? What the well, hell? Well, we used to do it all the time, and Kobe Roney was trying to keep ta- keep track of yes, it. Yes, so. but we we just we just make ourselves look stupid, you know. Like, at least if I say we won or we we're gonna win, and then we do win, it's like, ha yeah, <laughs> called that. Yeah. Whereas if I say some score thing, it's like I just look like a dingus. But what if it's two zero and I'm, you know, Nostradamus over here? Well, then you'll probably never let us forget it. I'm sure you'll tweet about it or something. <laughs> you were people are calling you Kustradamus because you said Daniel Shallow is the player to watch. I mean, he is though. He's he's got to be that you know internal comeback player of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. We'll see. So, I mean, come but, on. Last time he scored was like the final game of a season, if you'll remember. It was September 2019 was yeah. the last game, time he scored, and the only time before that was October 2018. So, yeah, yeah he didn't score in 2019, and then it was like at the very end of the season. Mm-hmm. And then 2020, he you know had 100 minutes, 120 minutes of playing time. So yeah, he didn't play much. That's interesting. Yeah, but we'll see. So both think they we're gonna get a win on Friday. We'll see. So well, probably we're at media day right now talking about the <laughs> upcoming win. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Let's go through some of these questions. We've talked honestly about a lot of them um eric martinez asked you know was it just me or were you two both unsure about Kinda's penalty taking skills yeah uh, yeah yeah I'm i don't know nervous if, about it i guess yeah i don't know if i'm ready to to say his penalty taking skills as a whole are subpar yet but i'm a little unsure about that penalty kick he took that's for sure so given the one example we have in front of us not my favorite um daniel gooden said uh thoughts on our 30 year old goalkeeper that dude does not look 19 um we talked about it we love him man hide hide your wives that's all Mm -hmm. i gotta say it's a handsome gentleman yep uh uh, ian siebert uh player comes on the podcast has a great game coincidence no not a coincidence (laughs) not a coincidence at all man this podcast has that energy dude I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we, you know, a lot of people like Daniel, you know, um, sporting Thank KC you. opinion says, you know, DS 20 back. Uh, we got um, 
Raven Ben Bob DS20 Golden Boop and Golden Boot and M- I said Golden Boop. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you said Golden Boob and I was, no. I was like, oh hell no. yeah. <laughs> golden Boop is what I said, but okay. Uh, Raven Ben Bob said DS20 Golden Boot and MLS MVP 2021. So uh, wait. Let's, let's, call, let's hold on <laughs> let's i'm sorry i'm not trying to make fun but let's all right i know i hope you're being silly let's hold yeah. on a minute no, i'm sure he's being a little a little sarcastic but you know people are excited about daniel but could shallow he score the most goals most goals on the team uh yes because he has good so, now something probably went wrong with Polito if that's the case but yeah maybe but we've also seen Polito play like an assisting role too man there's been times where he like does more uh, uh setups than anything yeah no that's true no he can drop back and play do some some good hold up play yeah um and just make people look like fools right just cross them over and make them look like idiots well that's what i'm excited about is his ability to play with Kyrie and Gotti kinda when they're all three in there together because mm. Ky- Gotti and Kyrie have a, a little you know give and go thing going on that i kind of like get Polito yeah. in there to take up some more space pretty good thing going that would be cool so see i i feel like man we ought to invite people into this video podcast because a lot of times i don't say words and i just kind of look at you like i i agree <laughs> my face says agreement <laughs> i do i it is one thing that i'd like to figure out and i know well, I've get that someone before, on but... board we need a producer or something man get someone who knows <laughs> how to do this idea. we don't if know all the stuff if you're uh if you're free and you just want to chill and uh produce our video podcast and we don't have money to pay you but we'll love you forever be crazy so. we'll throw you a, a tushy bidet coupon or something you know <laughs> hello tushy.com slash no other 10 percent off your tushy bidet there you go so, you're welcome it's a thing do it keep your bum clean so we uh, <laughs> uh let's see here uh connor bateman if Ilya is healthy who's starting at midfield this week i thought walter played very well and roger had a good game so wow. Every year we kind of say, don't we? Like Peter doesn't like the mess with good chemistry. And yeah. I, you know, Peter sees like Remy Walter had a great game. Do you yeah. want to mess that up right now? Maybe he had a good week of training too. And he's ready to stay right there. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't hate that. I don't hate it either. We'll Do see. Do I love Ilié? Absolutely. Spanish kiss. But freaking <laughs> Remy Walter, man, played out of his mind. And it looks like yeah. he's happy to be there. My guess is they're going to be slow with Ilya. They're not going to force him back. He'll probably be on the bench, I would guess. But, you know, Got the he'll spasms, come, in at, man. come in at the 60th minute, maybe. I don't know so. what back spasms are, really. I imagine it's a, a spasm of the back. back. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I don't know how that feels, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Get, get a real get a real injury, Ilya. What the hell, man? <laughs> I have so, no idea. Couple, couple other questions here. Uh, well, this is more of a statement than a question, but. Our boy Darren Meeker, longtime ah, listener. Longtime listener, longtime friend. Just a thought. I wasn't crazy upset with Fontes's play, and I'm not sure how to feel about it. <laughs> so, he's, he's at a crossroads of life. Right. He's like, I, I enjoyed Fontas. What, what is happening to me? What, what, what has become of me? This is weird. So, Nor- normally I vent my frustrations on Twitter. Now I'm praising him. I mean, he's not alone. I think a lot of people saw Fontes in there and they're like, oh no, I assumed it'd be Poonchech. And then mm-hmm. Fontes gets in there and he has a decent game. And I think back to that article for the KC Star that yes. Sean, uh, Sean Goodwin published. And mm-hmm. 
kind of gave a little insight into what's been going on with Fontes the last couple of years. And doesn't maybe... it suck that like a couple games have kind of put him on fans shit lists? Yeah. Like I, it's not really fair to the guy, you know? Well, it's that and the salary. He came in on a million dollar a year salary. People had big expectations. If you sign a center back for True. that sort of, and he had See? a pedigree of La Liga and whatnot. So this is why you don't talk about how much you make at the office. Okay. <laughs> you don't tell people what you make, but MLS just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, will chain. Uh, this is kind of an interesting longer term question. What's a successful season for Polito? Jesus. How about to play some games? I'm, t- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want him on the field. I just hate that he keeps getting injured and it's like, Hey, he's in the Mexican team. Let's go. Oh, he got injured in Mexican camp. Wow. That well, sounds awful. Mexican camp. <laughs> Freaking national team camp. Yeah. I'm Did going you- to Mexican camp. Oh my God. Oh, my God. oh no. Anywho. I'm so sorry. Did she- hey, I didn't do an accent. I'm fine. <laughs> That's true moving on (laughs) (laughs) did you hear what peter said in the mls like pregame not pregame show but like preview show that they had uh john champion and taylor twelman do on espn plus before the first uh mls games of the year i guess not taylor taylor was on there with uh with with peter vermees and and you know it's a a decent interview asking him questions about just you know um mls in general and do you guys think you're perpetually underrated and Blah blah blah. Oh, right, right, right. And Peter was like, "You know better than Bobby Warshaw." <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he, he did not say that. No. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> didn't call him a clown. Didn't fight him like Josie did or anything. Gotcha. Um, Just a little throwback there, a little callback. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm. He did. Peter or Taylor did start asking him about uh, Alan Polito and his time with with the Mexican national team, and Peter Vermees basically said, you know. Um, I'm going to, I plan to talk to the Mexican Federation about Alan Polito's usage this year. And and he said, it's quote, not the easiest huh. of conversations, but he basically was oh. like, we need to know the gist of it was we need to know if you're calling our guy away, what's your plan to use him? We need to know your plan to make sure he doesn't get hurt. We need to know what does it mean for our uh, games coming up? So I just, you know, Peter's going to talk to him and it's, it's interesting to see what that conversation could be like. Yep. Yep. Uh, pretty, pretty professional of you not to mute your phone, by the way, but it's, not, I, uh, so... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. Here, We've been doing this for uh, four years now. Here's the problem. It's not my phone. It's my MacBook. Oh God. Oh my God. Oh, God. MacBook. What is happening? Here's you, what is I, there a crisis? Here's what I don't know what to do. It's, it's coming through my MacBook, but we're, we're zooming on my MacBook. So if I turn the yep. volume down on my MacBook, your volume goes down too. Well, come on. Do I got a school year again in computer usage and stuff? There's two different volume controls, right? You have one for the computer speakers and one for your Formula One pit boss uh, racing headphones. That's <laughs> that's what I thought. But You look like you're directing a Formula One driver right now. I don't know what those headphones are. These are my gaming headphones, excuse me? What? You have wires on your gaming? Get out of here. So, Can't even I go wireless. One, I the reason I have the wired ones is because I got these at Turtle Beach and I got them refurbished from Turtle Beach because they were like 20 bucks and it was like mm. 80 bucks for the wireless ones. But I got the Turtle Beach refurbished ones for like 20 bucks. They didn't work. They were busted when they came. They were not refurbished. And so then they just sent me brand new ones. Oh. So I got well, brand, new, brand new headphones for like 20 bucks. Can't fight that. 
so but they do they do have a they do have a cord so yeah no no worries man i'm just giving you shit your headphone has a cord right now well these aren't my gaming headphones (laughs) (laughs) jeez um but yo dude you make a good point because peter's like why are you taking my player if you're not gonna play him right and you're just gonna hurt him because this is like twice now which he's gone with you didn't play and got hurt it's not or good. vice versa, however you want to put that. So, yeah. kind of so, sucks. We'll see, but you that's know. interesting. He's gonna call up Titty Martina and, and be like, "Listen here, buddy. Did he just what did you call him? What's up? What? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> speaking of Peter Vermees, uh, did you know that it's uh, Peter Vermees 600th MLS match as a player or coach on Friday? Hey, that's right. That's a pretty big one. He mm-hmm. always says he doesn't care about those numbers and stuff. I like to imagine that secretly he knows, like yeah. he is keeping a book of like he tallies does. and stuff. He does. And he's like, yeah, I really don't know. And then he goes home to his wife. He's like, babe, it's my 600th match. <laughs> like, you know what that means? Yeah. The only coach who is ahead of him is Jason Christ. 662 yeah. um, between player and coaching career. So that's kind of crazy. Jason Christ, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't imagine that. Yeah. So, but we're all looking forward to the game on Friday. You know, you'll yeah, be man. there as a fan. I plan on being there as a member of the media. They have their safety protocols in place, mandatory masks, temperature checks upon arrival, yep. cashless payment only, maintaining distance. So, we'll see. But yeah, it's. I didn't go at all last year, so uh, I'm either vaccinated now. I, I feel more comfortable. Um, I have no problem wearing a mask. Especially yeah. if it's not 100 degrees out. You know? Right. I'm excited, so. man. It's been more than a year since I've been to Children's Mercy Park. Yeah. I might love the distanced seating. You know, no one's screaming <laughs> in your ear or spilling right. beer on you or whatever. I'll be like, right. this is great. <laughs> yeah. How early do you think y'all will get there on Friday? Oh, I don't know, man. Being being right at that time after work, it's just that's true. tough, you know? That's true. Maybe leave a little earlier and we'll see Gotta what happens. Gotta find traffic and make sure that you're not, you know because sometimes traffic getting out that way on uh yeah 435 can, can well, be kind of rough and there's no tailgating i think there's have they said though I, I don't think they're tailgating right now i don't know at least they didn't they didn't tell you last year i haven't seen anything that says no tailgating yeah i haven't either but i did so, last year there, there was no tailgating. right but and their safety protocol stuff that i saw it, it just talked more about in stadium protocols yeah so that's knows? interesting that's interesting um one thing we do know, and we did get a question about this, uh, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup will ah. not be held this spring anymore. And I was getting excited. Well, especially after, you know, I mean, we knew this before our game, but they were going to say, you know, it was going to be based off points per game in the first three weeks, and you start off with a three-point win. That's that's a pretty good start, but yeah, they just... starting off with a win, dude. That was excellent. Yeah, but no, it's, uh, you know, no U.S. Open Cup. They're reserving the right to evaluate the possibility of conducting the competition in some fashion later in the year. But basically the open cup commissioner said the logistical and financial burdens to have the tournament take place this spring in the current environment are substantial. And even though we all want it, it's just not possible. So, well, you know what? Don't come running back later this year. You know, you said we all want it. Maybe we don't want it because you told us it was happening and you pulled it out from underneath us. So like what a cheap I- rug. 
what I guess happened based on this statement, because they said the committee did not feel it wise to have clubs divert important resources during the next two months for open cup play. I bet MLS clubs went to them and they were like, you can barely get us to take this seriously during a regular year. Now you're asking those of us who are the best teams through the first three weeks of the year to get on a bigger disadvantage where we have to now play midweek games in the midst of a pandemic when people, teams who did worse don't have to do that. That's true. Yeah. That sucks, man. How do you make us open cup? How do you make people care about it? You know what I mean? I, I, I like it cause I like extra games, but from a managerial standpoint, I could see why you don't like extra games. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough. Uh, cause it's you one like of healthy players. It's one of those competitions that like, you kind of write off as a fan as like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like we don't really care about it until you kind of get to that, like quarterfinal semifinal stage, if your team makes it. And then you're suddenly like, eh, it's kind of a fun tournament. I want a trophy. Yeah. If you win your, I'd say if you win your first open cup game, which is usually in the round of 16, then it's like, okay, let's go. This yeah. is, this is fun. Yeah. It's now a bracket. Right. Well, and it's always good for SKC to win a trophy. I mean, think about 2017 yeah. when we won the U.S. Open Cup. And 2015. 2015. Um, and the draws that they have for it was always kind of cool because they do a live draw. I, I would argue, like, can we get some people with personality, like, doing those draws? Because they're boring <laughs> as hell. But, you know, the way they'd match it up, who's going to host and who are they facing, and yeah. they'll have home field advantage if they progress all the way through. Like, Sporting cool. KC will play Minnesota United. Again, in <laughs> fact, if they beat Minnesota United, they'll probably play Minnesota United next. Yeah. So, I don't know, but it, I mean, I get it, but it is kind of a bummer, but I get it. Yeah. So, you know, oh, what well, are you do? I was pumped and then they canceled it and I was like, well, God damn it. We were, we were a third of the way there. Yeah. But, you know, it's okay. Um, we, we are winding uh, down on time here. Just a couple other things. Um, were there any other games this week that you watched that you wanted to talk about? I mean, there was the craziness with LAFC and Bob Bradley apparently accidentally subbing off Carlos Vela in the 20th minute. I heard about that. And he was just like, I misunderstood. I thought was, he needed to come off. I was watching the game because it was the first game of Austin FC. And I kind of wanted to see Beasler, and it was weird. But Matthew McConaughey and Will Farrell were there. And I was like, it took them like three minutes to work in an all right, all right, all right reference into the broadcast. But Vela got hurt in like the 20th minute or so, was getting treatment on the sideline, kind of limping around. He did a little signal with his hand. I think he thought he was saying, I'm fine. But I think Bob Bradley and the trainers clearly thought he signaled for a sub. And it was like 30 seconds and a sub was on. And then Carlos Vela gets up and he looks over to the bench and he's like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? And he's like walking over, like hands up. And Bob like tries to grab him and is like, I'm sorry. Like he's talking to him. And Vela like took off the captain's armband and just walked into the locker room. To the locker room. Yeah. And damn, dude. They uh can't even have a misunderstanding. Can't even have like a I'm sorry. Like Bob Bradley apologized. He I mean he yeah, and but I mean I get, you know, Vela's probably like wait. Well, that's what happens. You want to milk an injury for 20 minutes <laughs> on the field, you're coming off. Well, and, you know, they didn't have Diego Rossi because um, he was injured as well. So no Rossi, no Vela. And it was, um, you know, I don't know. It was just, it was weird. But then they did the, like, in-game interview with Bob Bradley that, you know, they yeah. do, they started those in the pandemics and whatnot. <laughs> and the way they asked him, like, what happened with uh, with Carlos Vela there? And Bob was like, yeah, and then uh, 
that one might have been my fault. Yep. He's like, I messed that one up. <laughs> so, which, what are you going to do? I mean, that's all you can do. And it's Bob Bradley. He's got enough clout that he'll be able to smooth it over. I'm sure they still won 2 0. Yeah, Austin... they still won. But I mean, I, I don't like that Carlos Vela just took off. Like he just went to the locker room. It's like, no, dude, you you sit with your team, man. You play <laughs> for the name on the front of the jersey, not the one on the back. I thought you were about to do that. You play to win the game. Well, you do. <laughs> you do that too. But like I said, maybe if you weren't rolling around, milking an injury, Bob wouldn't have taken it so seriously. How about you pop back up, rub some dirt in it, and go play the game? Yeah. It reminds me, I'm finally watching Ted Lasso now. Oh, nice. And Good I just job. saw the episode with uh, Danny Rojas. With, oh, he's my curse. favorite. When he's running around and he just falls down, he's like, something, something tripped me. I don't know. <laughs> so. Dude, freaking, uh, they just had the season two trailer come I out. I saw today. that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So I get, your, I get your Danny Rojas song that you were singing now a couple weeks Danny, ago. Danny, Danny Rojas. <laughs> <laughs> Football is life, man. Football is life. Um, the best. <laughs> last, last topic I just wanted to cover real quick. Um, you know, originally there was going to be a Casey Woso game here tonight, by the way. So we were going to talk about that, but it's oh, postponed. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, but, but the last top, I just, I didn't want you to think that we forgot about Casey Woso. But the last topic I do want to talk about tonight is uh, CONCACAF Champions League. All the MLS teams moved on. Still in it, dude. How cool is that? Yeah. So now we have. They could uh, potentially all be in the semifinals and boom, guaranteed winner. Could be. Now we're going to guaranteed have at least one team in the semifinals because Philadelphia and Atlanta are facing each other. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. one of them is moving on to the semifinals. The so this is where it gets a little trickier. Portland plays Club America. It's going to oh, be very God. tough. Columbus plays Monterey. Oh, boy, we know we have, them. We have too much experience with them. Old buddies there. And then Toronto plays Cruz Azul, and they're going to be difficult. Okay. So that might Cruz be the Azul, most realistic that's... one that, you know, of those latter three games. Portland and Club America, Columbus and Monterey, and Toronto. But this doesn't happen for like three or four months, right? Uh, April twenty seventh and twenty eighth oh. are the first legs. When are the so, semifinals? Then is the semifinals like later this summer? August tenth. August. There you go. That's what I was thinking. August. <laughs> yeah. So, That's crazy. So yeah. Okay. So the quarterfinals are next week. Wow. Next week. Yeah. So the first ones will be next Tuesday, probably while we're recording, and then next Wednesday. So. That's exciting, but, dude. Yeah. So. Do you, uh, I mean, pulling for MLS, I guess, but sure. here's the deal. I can't root for Atlanta. Oh, I can't wow. root for the Portland Timbers. Not even for a minute? I, I just imagine if it's Atlanta that's the first MLS team to win CCL. Nobody wants that. Uh, uh, yeah, true. If I had my choice, then yeah, no. Like, but like if, I ha- if it comes down to it, then like I'll take it. I don't know, man. I don't know. What? I might root for Monterey over Atlanta if it's, if that's the final. I mean, I don't okay. I don't know if I want to deal with Atlanta fans having that yeah. forever. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just no. crazy. You have, you have some very uh, strong disdain. I love it. I think uh, I don't want to root for Portland because I don't like them either. And Caleb Porter's smug ass. I don't want him being the first coach yeah. to win it. He's got that smug ass. So, so but you know Philadelphia. They're fine. They can okay. go on. You're a fan Jim of Curtin. Philadelphia. All right. Tim Curtin's got a fantastic first name. And then uh, Toronto, if they do it, that's fine. Jimmy Curtin, is that what we're doing? Do you go by Jimmy like everywhere? I do. I do. Yeah. That is so immature of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, because here's okay, here's the thing. 
technically, my name is James Curtis Mack III. Oh my God. But, what, how rich are you? <laughs> not. But my grandpa went by Jim. Oh yeah. My dad goes by Curtis, our middle name. Well, so you're gonna so, be Jimmy Jimmy Kurt. So I was I was I was Jimmy. So James James Kurt. There's a couple people who call me James, but it's mostly just people in my family doing yeah. it ironically. Yeah, I think your brother does it ironically sometimes. Yeah. Huh. So I think you've well, thrown you a go. Jimothy out there occasionally. Yeah, maybe. I you know, I'm gonna start going by Danny. Danny Rojas. <laughs> Danny Danny Kuzer. <laughs> um so I don't know, man. CCL. We'll see you next week. We'll talk a well, little bit more about it next week. I guess I don't hate Atlanta as much as you, but uh, oh my god, I swear to God, if Atlanta is the first team, you guys. T- okay, I'm curious what our listeners think. If you yeah, had a I choice, think they agree with you, but like you had it, a choice between a Liga MX team winning, or again, and that narrative continuing, or Atlanta being and forever being the first MLS team to win CCL. I mean, let Atlanta go all the way then because they'll just that'll just mean they play more games and they're going to be fatigued and crash out of MLS Cup. I mean, that's true, but here's the deal. I don't <laughs> think it matters much because Atlanta's not very good and I think they're going to lose to Philadelphia. Yeah, maybe so. So we'll Ooh, see. They'd, they'd big time be mad. Oh my God. Can you imagine if we were an MLS podcast and you said that right now? You'd have people all over <laughs> you, dude. I'm talking death threats. Atlanta people do not play. That's crazy. That try, you know what? That's that's like worse than telling them that their rap is bad. Oh you said boy! Atlanta people do not play, but I was told that Atlanta is where the players play. Oh my god, that is a ludicrous thing to say. <laughs> that's ludicrous. On that note, thank y'all for listening so much uh, this week. We uh, we're glad to be back and, and have a season to talk about and uh, a victory Woo. pod, and it's just good, man. We're at media day right now. We're at media day right now, and pods like this are so easy because i didn't have to spend and you didn't have to spend and we didn't have to spend time scouring through news articles and figuring out you know what's our content going to be for the week because there was a game to talk about yeah so that's true we could have told you what we're streaming or video gaming you know like we did last year <laughs> yeah well and you know fun. i know sometimes we we uh we like going on our tangents and i'm not going to apologize for that we like to do it no, but, apologize. You know, this when is that- not no dude Anyone who thinks that this is not fun, they no, are garbage people. Yeah. I'm all for it. But like, you know, soccer season's back. So we're going to talk about MLS soccer. And of course, we're going to go on our rants and tangents occasionally. And there's going to be WWE references from Dan. And there's going to be yep. Disney references and God knows what. So, you know, yep. thank you all for, for sticking with us uh, over the pandemic, uh, over the weirdness that was the 2020 season. We're so happy to be back for the 2021 MLS season. And we cannot wait for many more victory pods to come this year. You know what? We haven't had a, a five-star rating review to read at all. We've had no reviews uh, in a bit. In a few so, weeks. Uh, maybe we have some new people listening right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is your first time. Yeah. If you could please go review us on your podcast app. Uh, I think Apple is probably the only one that does that. Maybe there's yeah. some others as well. But, you know, go throw us a comment on there. Let us know we're uh, making your life better because we are. We read and, them. Uh, we read them. We read them on the air. Mm-hmm. You know, tell us all the good things that we already know, but that are still nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you are new, we weren't kidding. HelloTushy.com slash no other. That's a That's thing. That's 10% off a Hello Tushy bidet. That's a and thing, man. It's going to be great. Nice lady named Carol. She hooked us up, dude. She was like, yeah, we'd love <laughs> to partner with you. And I'm like, Carol, let's do this thing. Yeah. We both, got them. All day. we both got them. Let me tell you, it, I love them. it's, you know, 
I was open to the idea ahead of time. Some people are a little weird about it. I was um, not necessarily pro bidet, but I wasn't definitely not anti bidet. Yeah, we're not suburban. Don't be so suburban. Let me tell you now, I actively hold it at work now so I can get home and use my bidet. <laughs> I cannot poop at work. I got to go shoot a stream of water in my bingus. It's so much better. Oh my God. So it's I'm great. I mean, if I got to go, uh, I, I'm not like, oh, I have to go poop a second time. I'll be like, I get to go poop a second time. Let's go. It's exactly. an adventure. Exactly. It's time to go on this water ride. So, HelloTushy.com slash no other. Get your 10 You probably kick off. your legs out and everything. You're like, woo. I do not have a squatty potty. Although I think they sell an equipment. Uh, Tushy has like their own accessories, yeah. dude. They got like a brush. They got like bamboo towels and yeah. napkins. Uh, and they have a little stool to help you get in prime pooping position. They got I'm what not, you need. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to get it. Hello, tushy.com slash no other. You can get 10% yeah. off. It automatically applies a discount code. So yep. go do it. It's on our Twitter, dude. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. Like Dan said, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Kuser at jcmax 3 Check us out on Instagram at no other pod on Instagram. We've been doing a little bit more there. We'll probably post some stuff on Instagram, Instagram live, maybe at least Instagram stories tomorrow. And uh, maybe maybe at games. Maybe we'll both yeah. uh, give some different perspectives from where we're at in the stadium on, on game day. Yeah, remind so. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but check us out at No Other Pod on Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. And you can always shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. But until the next victory pod, hopefully next week after we beat Orlando City SC, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. I'm going to Mexican camp. Yeah. <laughs>